Oh, let's go on a Wednesday edition of the Plank Show. How are you, Josh? You good? You're in early today, huh? Good morning. Ah, doing well. What's up? How we doing? Are we uh, are we one carnet? Are you just a little extra time this morning? I always like it whenever I come in and I see Josh is already in. Makes me feel like we're gonna have a great show. Or something has gone tragically wrong with his car. <laughs> One of those two. Well, yeah, it uh, could be a little bit of both, you know. Yeah, I uh, still sharing the vehicle with. The oh, fiance. okay. You know, I'll come get you. I'll come no, no, get no, no, you, no. I, I'm dude. Not, come I'm on, not man. Put you out like that. The vibes. Dad, my, dad, dad loaned me one of their vehicles. Okay, so. my my daughter who is fifteen, I love her to death. She's, I mean, both of my daughters, man. Come on, they're the best. And she does this thing now, where she's learning how to drive. And every now and then, we'll say, "Hey, just, you know, we're at the church. Why don't you go ahead and drive on over to the barn? Just see how you do." Because I mean, literally, first of all, I told she got lost in doing it one time. Oh no. Right. But, I mean, Josh, it is literally two turns. But she'll come back and she'll give the key. She'll like, oh, so cool. Like, the vibes, like, the music. And we're like, you're learning how to drive. I mean, it's just. What's... This is not a vibes situation. But the vibes would be great, Josh. Drop the girls off, down 35, pick you up, stop at you know, whichever convenience store wants to sponsor us. <laughs> This might be uh, the secret to pr- productivity for the program. Is <laughs> do we have that ride to pray, plan the show? What do you want to do? What do you want to talk about? But see, then there's the problem. This is the great Toby and TJ uh, kind of mindset. They never spend any time around each other off the air. That's right. Because you want to be able to have everything to talk about on it. Fair enough, right? It's like if we burn a good segment on the drive from your apartment or your house to Can't here, have it. Can't have that, right? And, and I think uh, we've kind of always – we've sort of had a similar relationship. Sure. I mean, I think a lot of people in radio do that are partners. Boy, this is really going down a rabbit hole. But it would be fun. I, I mean, This is I, what everybody woke up this morning to hear. Cracker <laughs> talk and Plank and Josh uh, carpooling to school or work every single day. But I'm just – it's available. If you need it, it's available. No, 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 no. It's we're golden, baby. All right, but it's good. Yeah, the wheels are turning this morning. That's yeah. I um, uh, I've got so much to get to. I try. I love what, I love what uh, the people do when they send their tweet out for the radio show, and they'll put like the exact time when they're going to talk about things. That's <laughs> too that, risky. Can't do. I that. understand that for the the nature of where this show can go, meandering and filibustering and things of that nature. So, I wanted to try to do it today. Are you ready? I I, I I have the tweet. I just need to work on it because I can never send anything out on time. But we got nine fifteen. Boy, this is that's really cutting it close, right? Let's let's make that nine seventeen. Yeah, okay, nine seventeen, nine twenty. Recap of last night. Everything in the Big Twelve. Everything in the NBA. Good Thunder win last night. A game I thought that they were going to lose. I'm starting to, I'm starting to wonder if the road to the West Western Championship, the wait, does that make sense? The road to the NBA Finals might go through Oklahoma City, which is like I, it's blown my mind in a good way. It's like wow, man, this is happening. Yeah, quickly, quickly. So we'll, we'll I want to talk about that. I want to talk about Texas Tech getting kicked in its home court. We got OU tonight at Iowa State. You got Oklahoma home for Texas. I, there's a chance that Ginny Baran. Well, you know what? No, there's not a chance because I did not follow up on that text. But I was hoping to hear from Ginny Baranchek. But 
We had a lot of pressers yesterday, so at about 10.30, we're going to recap them all. We'll hear from Ginny Bronchek in anticipation of what is a huge one tonight inside the LNC. And uh, obviously, I'm all in on the, the NFL draft. So I've got a few draft notes for you as the combine gets rolling. What uh, I I thought they were done last night. I honestly thought in my mind early on it was one of those where it's like ah, you know this is kind of a just beat tough these run. guys. Yeah, you just know, beat them. This is gonna happen. Oh no! Though we may have breaking news. Oh, but see, you're not a wrestling guy, so this. But it, I just got a text from Pop that said R.I.P. Virgil. No. Why do you take all the greats? Uh, well, then. Virgil was Ted DiBiase's right-hand man. This would be breaking news. It is It true. is Wagner's heating, air conditioning, electrical, and plumbing breaking news. We sell the best and service the, uh, the rest. Oh, man, Virgil, who probably became more famous because he wasn't famous, if that makes any sense. He became famous in his... Inability to be famous. Sort of a dark bit of breaking news, but breaking news all the same. Yeah, quite the tribute I'm paying to him right now. Uh, but I need to get, I need to talk to my wrestling reporters on the beat. This would definitely change this rundown for the show today, Josh. That is for certain. Um, at 9.35, we are, we are giving you the exact times these are happening today. You don't seem very confident with that right now, do you? No, I, yeah, no, this is what's going to happen. Okay, it's happening. Jen Rocha. <laughs> Coach Rocha is going to join us on the program. We'll learn about this sooner. Pitching staff, that's coming up at 9.35. At 10 a.m. this morning, Josh, 10 a.m. has kind of become football time on the show, right? sharp. There is quite the rumor that has been making the rounds the last 48 hours about Texas A&M and its conference future. Now, I want to be the first one to tell you. It's the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. But for some reason, for some stupid reason, there is this part of me that's like, A&M would be just dumb enough to do something like that. And I think this was a Greg Swain production. I think that's where this initiated, which means it's probably not happening. But it was also one of those that when I tell you about it and when you hear about it, you're like, it's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. I could see it. I could absolutely see that. <laughs> it's, it's too unbelievable to be believable. I yeah, can see it. I mean, again – when I, when, if you haven't heard it yet, you can search it out, obviously, before we get there. I mean, obviously, we're not in a radio world anymore where I'm like, but I won't tell you till 10. I mean, shoot, you can Google it right up and find it, okay? Yeah, we got to get to it. We got to get We got to get there. So 10 a.m. this morning, I want to get into that. Uh, at 10.30, we had a lot of really good audio yesterday. Coach Baranchek spoke. Uh, Patty Gasso was emotional and talking about Marita Hines. We're going to play some of that. Um, you, you guys on the Locked On Sooners podcast talked to Alex Straco, and the former Sooner had some cool things to say about the intimidation factor of Love's Field and just what, look, you sent me the list of things that were, oh, T.R.A. Jennings and her jump on there's a lot player of the year could, conversation. There's a lot there. There's <laughs> probably anything you could think of from last weekend. So I guess you could call it a little fun with audio at 1030. And then at 11 a.m., it's uh, the top five stories of the day. And throughout, your texts and your reactions are sprinkled in on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, 405-651-3439. How was your Tuesday? Well, that's where I want to start. Um, I told – and if you follow if you follow the Plank fam on the Book of Faces – 
my daughter had something that I wasn't aware was an honor that she was taking part in last night. And it was really, I don't I, do you ever know when someone just can't stand you? Oh, yeah. Like, I think there's. I've, I've got a couple in my existence. Oh, right. To where you're like, you, you are just, you are so miserable with having to interact with me right now, aren't you? Oh, yeah. And there's there's a couple people. I, I mean, I see it in your eyes whenever you're like, oh, here comes Plank with a question. Because I am clueless in this world, Josh. I mean, clueless. If you, you, you take me to a, a basketball game. You take me to a golf game or match. You take me to a I, – I, okay. I would know that. I played it. I was part of it. You take me to the FFA and I'm hearing about bonus auctions. and all, I have no idea. Eyes are wide. Clueless. Clueless. See it in your eyes, Gina. Gina Flick, every single time. It's like, oh, gosh, here's Plank. I see it, Mrs. Tate, every single time. It's like, this plank guy, here we go again. Another question. So the pig, let me, do I understand this right? The, no, I'm it doesn't go that in depth, but I had no idea what this was about. Um, it was one of the coolest things I think I've ever seen. That was really well done. I, uh, bravo. Bra- bravo. Now, I did see, I did see whenever they were talking about those who had committed to the bonus, um, but, but I already the bonus auction. I, I almost forgot what it was called. The bonus plan. <laughs> Kevin Henry and his stupid abbreviations. But I saw up on the wall like names I knew. So whenever I saw Woody Glass up there, I'm like, oh, you know, Woody, you know, my daughter's in this. Be cool for you to come back around. That'd be, that'd be sweet. But it's it's really neat. And I don't bring it up to talk about the money that was raised or the barbecue that we had or the prizes that were won or anything of that nature. Or how clueless I am in these situations. And how there are people that when they have to communicate with me, they're like, but imagine if we had someone that was around and they had to deal with us or we had to deal with them. And they're like, so tell me about the basketball goal. 10, 10, why, why 10 feet net? What, what, what's going on with the net? I feel like these are the conversations I'm having with these people in their world. Yeah, they're not they're not digging it. Right, and they're they are definitely not digging it, and they're happening way too often. <laughs> but um, I have seen in my life so many athletes get destroyed, filleted, just tore up in life and social media, um, especially in social media now, to where there is such a a stigma attached to like a pro athlete, and then the stories that happen that involve things in with law enforcement and criminal activity always tend to get amplified and magnified more than anything else, right? The good usually, for the most part, kind of slides under the radar to the craziness. So I'm not here to say treat athletes better or anything of that nature. It's just sometimes I think the good isn't magnified enough, and I just wanted to say – I saw the good in a former major leaguer that lives in our community that gave back last night, and I'm just in awe of it. So thank you, Lorenzo Kane. Thank you, Jen Kane. I Every so often I forget that he lives around here and that he's ingrained in our community. I mean, my man brought you a World Series ring, for I goodness sakes, Zoe. Josh. Love Zo. Brought you a World Series ring. One of my favorite Royals of all time. I just – I've always had this – I've always had this kind of – awe of people that I saw it with Big O, Jerry Ostrowski up in Tulsa, man. Uh, my guy could easily go and live, live on the land if he wants and just kick back and relax from what he made in the NFL, but he doesn't. He he gives back. 
and I don't think I would be like that. <laughs> I think I think once I made my bag, I'd be like, people leave me alone. Scrooge I'm on my McDuck. I'm on my forty acres right now. Get out of here, whatever you might need. But uh, I just I was in awe of it, Josh. And what a great dude. Thank you to their family who really made it a special night for so many people. So I, I, I saw the good in an athlete giving back last night, and I don't think we talk about it enough. And I'm sure that I don't want to. I don't want Lorenzo to be mad at me. I don't want his wife to be mad at me. I just think that it needs to be magnified sometimes that there's people that can, will, and do give back to their community uh, outside of what Chris Plank would do, which would be on his deserted island or his desert island, doing nothing but kicking back and counting his money. As you said, Scrooge McDuck style. That's what I would do. That's what a lot of people would do. Not, not just you. So thank you. Thank you. I don't think we recognize it enough. We see it. Trey Young. Trey Young. I, we just celebrated it the last Wi-Fac. Friday. The Wi-Fac. That's right. It's still scary every time I say that. I think I, I walk around inside the, um, inside the OU football facilities, and there's things like the Roy Williams room and the – um, the Adrian Peterson, you know, room. It was just you see these athletes that constantly give back. So I thank you. I don't think I say it enough because we do want to know. Wait a minute. Who got in trouble last night? Who's messed up? Who's having problems post-career and all these things? No, no. Some, some guys and gals, they get it right and they give back. And I was in awe of it, man. I would like to believe I'd have the giving heart. I think you would. I don't know, though, man. After you're comfortably taken care of. You know, once you, you know, house paid off, number of vehicles, mm-hmm. I mean, how much money do you need? See, that's the thing I always wonder in some of these. Let's get this back to bashing athletes, Josh. Dak in this contract. How much money do you need, Dak? <laughs> Sorry. When you can't even win a playoff you can't, game. You need more money? So, thanks, Lorenzo. Thank you, Jen. That was really, really cool to see. I finally got to meet him last night. But when you see someone that gives back to the community like that, it just it hits a pretty special yeah. place in your heart. Warms your heart. Warms your heart. All right. Now, when we come back right here on the Home of Sooner Fans, we mentioned a recap of everything from last night, an upset of Kansas, a thunder win, Jen Rocha in 20 minutes right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. All right. Welcome back into the shoe. Coming up in about ah, 10 minutes from now, Jen Rocha will join us. It's funny. I'm watching highlights right now. In the Buffalo Wild Wings studios, I am uh, I am still not used, comfortable with seeing Chris Paul in a Golden State Warriors jersey. I don't know. I don't know why, Josh. But every time I see it, it's like, ah, just doesn't. Does not compute. Doesn't seem like it fits. Not like size-wise, but just from not being able to compute. Thunder win last night. They take care of business. Here was, oh, let's see, what all kind of audio fun do I have from the OKC win last night? Uh, Here was Shea Gilgis getting things going in the fourth quarter. This is courtesy uh, Fox Sports Radio via the Oklahoma City Radio Network. Airtight defense, 38% shooting allowed to the opponent. Shea pulls up, pops, left side angle, three-pointer drops. Finishing touches tonight, baby. Chachinga Thunder money ball. OKC by 18 with 229 to play. Timeout, Houston. And Houston, you have a problem tonight in Oklahoma City. Uh, I see what you did there, Matt Pino. Shea Gilchus Alexander. I-, I was at the game last night. Ooh. He is so 
effortless the way he goes about his business. He, you know, he doesn't have that wow factor to him that you would see with, say, a LeBron James or a Kevin Durant, right? I mean, he's not that type of unusual freaky athlete. And yet he's so smooth the way he gets to the basket. He uh, he basically didn't score in the first quarter until the final couple of minutes, right? Mm-hmm. Was sitting on 10 points for the majority of the second quarter. All of a sudden he flips a switch to end the half. You look up, he's got 17. Uh, he's sitting on 17 for the bulk of the third quarter. Then all of a sudden the third quarter's over, he's almost got 30. I mean, he just flips a scoring switch when he wants to. He's uh, in full superstardom mode now. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I, I think so. He, um, But he does it in a way that's not he, – he doesn't feel like a superstar in some ways, if that makes sense. Well, I, I think what you just hit on is kind of a hard-to-quantify thing, but I agree with you a thousand percent. They come in bunches with him, and – he might you might look up and say, well, he's only got two points after you know, halftime or in the midway through the second quarter, and then you look up and it's like, oh, he's got thirty six. <laughs> he just he just goes on little scoring spurts. Yeah, and I don't. I, I think that's picks and chooses his spots. I think we got something pretty special, man. I really do. Thank you, Doc Rivers. Tried to tell you. Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> I know. If they would have just listened to Doc. If you would have listened to Doc, who do you uh, – not to get way ahead of things before we get to a couple of other highlights from last night. Who scares you the most in the West? Who do you look at and you say – Denver. Yeah, they're Denver definitely. Defending champs. Uh, any concerns with Eclipse? Oh, I think so. Sure. And and I still, uh, I still think Phoenix – I think Miami, or Miami, Minnesota's pretty for real. Sure. But I also wonder, is there a moment, <laughs> is there a moment where they remember, oh, dang, we're the T-Wolves, that's right. We're not supposed to be this good. Things start to slide a bit. Seven through ten, Sacramento, Dallas, Golden State, L.A. Who of those works its way out of the play-in bunch and is a legitimate factor in your mind. And not that you could be in the play-in and be a factor, too, but who, if you had to pick one of those four, who do you feel best about? The Lakers. But then they also have the best player that's ever played the game outside of Michael Jordan. LeBron James. Oh, I was talking about Austin Reeves. Oh, my bad. <laughs> no, LeBron, you're right, LeBron James. So there's also this part where it's like, Ugh. And Anthony Davis kind of – Seemed to have his way the last time against OKC. Yeah, that's the last team OKC okay. wants to Okay, by, by the way, just real quick on this since we're in it. Isn't that, isn't that a wild conversation to have? Yeah, Sacramento, who has I, – I, I guess it's fair. And by the way, the Suns are in that mix too. I mean, the Suns are only a half game ahead of, of Sacramento. But a team that's like, oh, they could go to the finals with their, with their makeup and – and, and the home court, and now they're fighting to be a 7C. They're fighting to get in. One year later. One year later. Mavericks, I mean, okay. I don't want to deal with Luka. That's part of why we do need to see a little bit more from OKC. And I'm not, I agree. You know, not just this season. I, I think they've got the makings of something that they're going to be doing this from, you know, for now into the next five, however many years plus. But, you know, is this one special season 
or do they have the makings of, you know, you don't say dynastic until you start winning rings, but do they have the makings of a franchise that is going to be a regular playoff participant and top four seed in the West? Mm, Agree. Agree. Meanwhile, in college basketball, I, uh, I don't want to sit here and try to be and I told you so guy because I didn't really accentuate this on the air. But when I looked at the numbers yesterday, I was thinking, okay, if I had if we had legal wagering, sports wagering, and I'm gonna play a basketball game tonight, like I would be all over Texas. And I don't know why. I don't know why. And then I saw the score after about midway through the first half and I was like, Oh my gosh, if I just would have <laughs> if only it was it. I had this feeling, Josh, I had this feeling about Texas last night against Tech, and they put it on him. Now, it got a little bit dicey because did you see that Grant McCaslin had to get on the mic and tell the fans to cut it out because they were throwing stuff on the court? Brock Cunningham, uh, I think he's going to be very, very high on the on the boo list for Tech fans. So I don't know. He's done, right? This has got to be his last year of college basketball. <laughs> this is also that moment where you look back and you're like, wait, he's only a sophomore? But Tech – and then Kansas losing at now, home. You you had that uh, as your list of wagers as well, BYU at Kansas. No, I can't, I can't even lie to you about that, Josh. I had no clue. I did not see that coming. Kansas, how dare you? <laughs> I mean, go the audacity. Go ahead. The audacity of the Jayhawks to lose to – BYU, you can't let OU win up there once, and you let these bozos come in first year, win an Allen Fieldhouse. It's disgusting. Oh, gosh. What a mess. What a mess. Kansas, come on, man. We couldn't let us do it one time up there in the last 30-some-odd years. I I did have to laugh about how Bill Self was like, I told you if they hit like 13 threes and we don't, we're going to (laughs) lose. No kidding. Thanks, Bill. All right, uh, and then, you know, there's a lot of NFL stuff, because, and there'll be a lot of debate around it. Prepare yourself. But as we told you as the show was wrapping up yesterday, you didn't really get much from Ryan Poles or Sean Payton today about or yesterday about the future of their quarterback position, except that Ryan Poles tried to make it seem like, what? Oh, we're going to do right by Justin Fields. No, you're not. <laughs> and by do right by Justin Fields, we mean we're going to do right by us. Uh, all right, so a lot to get to. Oh, you at Iowa State tonight. Kevin Henry was on with Toby this morning. Great perspective from Kevin on some things to keep an eye on. We'll get into that in our, I guess you could say, fun with audio segment in an hour from now. But when we come back, Josh, let's learn more about the Sooner pitching staff. Oklahoma associate head coach, Sooner pitching coach, Jen Rocha joins us after the break right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. All right, before we talk Sooner softball with Jen Rocha, we are joined by our buddy John Rogers from over at Purple Wave. Happy 2024. What's going on, John? How are you, man? Hey, I'm doing great. We have lots of uh, lots of good offerings on uh, purplewave.com. Well, hey, real quick before we get to the offerings, you excited about the Big 12 Hoops Tournament? Final one for Oklahoma? Yeah. I, I do have my tickets to go. Oh, I'll be going there a uh, week after next, I believe. Uh, I think I got two weeks. I think I got two weeks. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's May. Only three games left in the regular season. It's wild. Uh, but there's a lot of time. There's a lot of time, but you're also running out of time. So we don't want people to miss out on these auctions, John. Tell, tell the Ref Army what's coming up over at Purple Wave. Okay. Yes, sir. We have uh, online right now, we have over 3,600 assets. We have 1,150 selling this week. And we have another 700 selling next week. Um, 
We have some very, very nice offerings. Uh, Western Farmers Electric Co-op out of Anadarko has uh, a lot of late model pickups that they're selling, um, um, 2017, 2019 models. And also Gemini Motor Transport, which is owned by Loves. You're familiar with those pretty yeah. love trucks that run up and down the road? Mm-hmm. Those are low mileage and very well maintained. And we have about 27 of those semi-trucks online that will be selling next week. You can go to purplewave.com. And, uh, John, before we, we let you get out of here, tell the people it's uh, it's free to sign up and it's uh, easy to navigate. Good to be a part of, too. And you'll go out if they have uh, if they have vehicles or they have farm uh, equipment. You guys will go out and price it for them and take care of them. Yes, we specialize in construction, ag, semi-truck and trailer, and vehicle equipment. You can look at everything we have listed on Purple Wave without registering, but if you want to bid, you'll need to register. It's three easy steps. They just want a a phone number, uh, email address, and a credit card. They're not going to charge your credit card. They just want to make sure you're not a robot, and then you can start bidding. Purple Wave. Your heart's content. Purplewave.com. You're the man. John Rogers. We'll talk to you soon, buddy. Thanks a million. Have a good day. Bye. Purplewave.com. Love that dude. I love our next guest. She is the associate head coach and pitching coach for the Oklahoma Sooners. Jen Rocha joins us on the program. What's going on, Coach? How are you on this Wednesday? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm here. I'm ready to roll. You guys, I know we were separate getting back. Everything good getting back from Palm Springs this week. And you guys didn't end up having to rush out too much, did you? No, no. It was uh, yeah. it was pretty easy. It was a clean trip back. That's awesome. So, uh, real quick, I don't think we've had a chance to talk to you uh, for a minute on the air. How are you feeling about the start to this season? How are you feeling about the way your staff is coming together? Six pitchers, what is that, four of them that were new, uh, three of them that were newcomers in that room? What's the uh, meshing of that room been together and the start to the season been like for you? Yeah, it's been uh, it's been good. It's been, I think it's so far, it's been a healthy start to this season, really just learning a lot after the first few weekends about our staff and kind of, you know, what we can do and where we need to go, kind of some areas we need improvement on. But um, I've been pleased with our staff so far. Um, I I just feel, I I think I felt like this going into it, but it's been a, I felt like it was going to be a balanced staff. Um, I think that's what it's shaping up to be. We have a, you know, it's always hard when you have a, for me, it, this is a little bit of a challenge for me, this year's staff. They're all so good. Um, they all bring something different to the table. And that's what I'm excited about is just the way they complement each other. Um, but it's also a challenge to figure out, you know, how to make that play out in a game. Sometimes, you know, the game's changing a little bit. Obviously, we've been in this uh, from a pitching standpoint where, you know, it's hard to ride one arm, and we have six of them <laughs> that are all qualified, um, you know, to be that girl, to be that pitcher. And so, again, it's exciting but challenging um, all at the same time. So just trying to figure out how to um, get the best out of them when they're in there. With that in mind, six, is is this the biggest staff you've had, I don't want to say well, ever uh, from Wichita State to to Florida to here, have you had this this many p- hit pitchers in your room? I had one year where I had more than six, mm. um, but it's uh, 
this is like, again, I'll just kind of go back to like, this is the most quality, you gotcha. know, even looking at the, you know, righty, lefty, three righties, three lefties, and all kind of bringing something different at you. So, um, you know, it's nice to have, and uh, I don't know, we're just going to watch it. I think everybody, including me, <laughs> we're going to watch how it plays out, um, you know, I know we've got a lot of experience, obviously, with our seniors in the circle um, and some really, really good players coming up um, that need experience and that need to um, feel what it's like to have somebody's best coming at you every day. And so I, and, and I'm speaking about, you know, KD and Peyton and SJ and, you know, kind of watching Nicole May pass the torch on, you know, to some of them and really leaning into, you know, Kelly and Carly and their overall experience and what they're bringing to our team. So, again, it's a nice balance, you know, um, for us. But, uh, we're, I don't know, we're going we're gonna to see how we do here. <laughs> it, it, well, it's been fun to watch how I, – let's. I want to talk about Kirsten and Nicole in particular. I'll start with Kirsten. How they overcome adversity, how they've, they've battled through some things. And, you know, I, I think it's fair to say that Kirsten struggled a bit in Mexico – but every time that she's stepped in the circle since, Coach, she's been a boss. Where have you seen her biggest uh, step? And what's has there been an adjustment? What's kind of clicked the last few weeks for Deal? Yeah, you know, I think at the end, when, when we get pitchers here, they're all really good and have had success. Um, but there's a different challenge that comes with competing at the level of softball that we're playing at. And, you know, I, I personally, and I, you know, Katie and I have had plenty of conversations. I'm just challenging her every day to, like, be that, a boss, to be that pitcher. And, um, you know, she hasn't had the headline, you know, obviously, but she's in it. She's feeling it. She knows what it is. And um, so every time she gets out there for her, I, it doesn't matter who we're playing. Uh, when she's on the mound, I'm challenging her to be like the best and to act like it. <laughs> um, and it's it's been fun watching her grow. Um, and she's had the, the nice part, I think, for her, she's had the time to you know, watch elite pitchers in front of her and kind of see what it looks like to be that. Um, and so I think she's starting to come into herself, and I'm excited for you know everything that she's going to continue to give us. And then Nicole May, Nicole, not Nicole, on Friday night against Mississippi State, and then we see her the next time she steps in the circle. She's incredible. But that's that's just that veteran mindset, right? If there is one thing I feel like I've noticed about Nicole, Nicole May doesn't get too high, and she doesn't get too low. But when she get high, when she gets like in that higher level, you're like, okay, let's go. It's it's you know it's yeah. on. But it's just she's got a pretty. It seems like she's got a pretty good mind to her when it comes to not letting it affect her too much. Yeah, you know she's somebody who's evolved over the years too, and every year has just gotten better and better. Um, and I, I think her demeanor, what 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 hasn't changed is exactly what you're saying is her demeanor, her ability to control, um, you know, just that on the mound, whether regardless of the circumstances and you, when it's time to get fired up, you're going to feel her get fired up. And when it's time to lock in and be about business, she's, she does that beautifully. 
Um, and that's that's what she's always brought to us. So I'm happy she's remained consistent in that space, but um, continue to evolve. You know, even from her, we, she was just laughing at herself yesterday. You know, it's like everybody always looks different in their picture, pictures. I feel like I look the same. <laughs> and I'm like, no, you're you're a woman now. Like in my mind, I'm thinking you're a woman now. Like you you've got something different going on. Um, and so it's just fun. They're, they're never going to change who they are and kind of how they play and what they bring to the table. Um, so it's fun to watch, to listen to the perspective of how they see themselves, um, but to know kind of where she's been and, and who she is now um, is really fun for me. Hey, how has, uh, and Jen Rocha is our guest, how has the new technology worked for you? I feel like I've talked about it a lot on the broadcast. I, I, I hope I'm explaining it well. But what's been the <laughs> what's been the difference for you? And have you have you liked have you liked it? Yeah, you know what I have. I, I wasn't really sure if I was going to like it, um, but I'm really I, I'm really it's it's fast. It's a lot faster, so decision making has to happen. And, and part of that was due, you know, as I explained very well to the audience. Yeah. Um, you know, there was a change that happened, and we literally have to get signaling in faster. We have thirty seconds from the time the pitcher gets the ball back in the circle and um, gets the ball back in her glove. She didn't have to be in the circle. It's like when the catcher throws the ball back to the pitcher. Technically, the umpire can start the clock. Um, And so there's 30 seconds for her to go back, do her thing. Same thing for the hitter. The hitter has to be in the box um, 20 seconds, and the pitcher has to be getting ready to deliver her pitch by the time that 30-second clock, you know, is going down. So it's making us move faster, make faster decisions. Um, I like it. It kind of takes the guesswork out of it because you almost have to just go with your gut. Um, But the pitchers, it it doesn't, what I think I like is that, um, you know, from an inside the game perspective is uh, it doesn't give the pitchers a whole lot of time to boo-hoo over a bad call. (laughs) Um, Or, you know, they have to be ready to turn around. And if they don't, if they're not turning around, if they're still you know, whining or upset about something, it starts to show up. And so for me, those are just little things that, Hmm. you know, that I like about it is it just like you got to, you know, you literally have to live one pitch at a time and you got to be able to have short-term memory. Um, Yeah, and that's for the hitter and the pitcher. You know, if everybody can do that efficiently, um, you know, from my perspective, it, you can you can get yourself to um, just a, a good place and not have to be mad for too long. <laughs> you got to get back in there. I will say one of my new favorite things is the frustrated Jada Coleman timeouts. You know where you, she Jada's someone that liked to take a lot of time, and you'll see it. She's like, I'm going over to talk to coach. Uh, hey, before I let you go, have you have you had a, an opportunity to get a sense about how you think? Love's Field is going to play for your pitchers. I know it's, you know, with the construction, you guys haven't had a chance to spend a lot of time in it, practicing, if at all. But have you have you kind of had a sense yet of how you think it's going to play for your for your staff? 
Um, just this week, I'm just kind of starting to think about, you know, I, we've been in there random. I've been in there randomly, you know, just taking little tours. It's been since last semester. I think it's going to play a little different. Um, the whole feel, even when there was no bleachers in and it was like dirt and walls were just going up, the grandeur of it is just, I just can remember the chills I got the first time <laughs> it actually mostly look like a field and almost intentionally I haven't gone over there lately and when I go to my car after practice I can look over and see the lights on and see people working and um it's just it's kind of a dream to look yeah. over there I don't even know some people have had a chance to get on it already um but man it just I don't know it makes me smile and gives me all the warm fuzzies, you know, but uh, I don't know how it's going to play. It's a little bit lower. I think it sits a little lower than our field does now. So I think the ball's going to move a little bit different in there. Um, but I don't know. For now, I can say this now. Maybe I'll change my mind later after we've felt it for a while in postseason. But <laughs> I'm just, I'm just so tickled and I'm just so happy about what it is and the significance of um of the build and what it means for our sport, you know, what it means for Coach Gasso and the university to to really have this uh this moment of, of um growing women's sports and our sport of softball in particular. Pretty cool to see. Can't wait to see you out there, Coach. I know you're busy. I really appreciate all the time you gave us this morning and I'll see you Friday. All right, Plank, we'll see you then. It'll be exciting. Cannot wait. Cannot wait. See you, Coach. Great stuff. Okay, take care. Jen Rocha. Wife of Paul, friend of show, coach of Sooner Pitching Staff. I I better make sure I throw in there a pretty awesome mom, too. Her dad and her mom are, I think, they're two of my faves when I see them on the road trips. They're awesome. All right, we got a break. Uh with Josh Helmer, I'm Chris Plank. We'll grab the mic Grant McCaslam style and recap the night that was in hoops next, right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. I was I was during the break, Josh. I was getting some audio ready. Sorry. I'm not emotional. I just I was like, yeah, let's go. One of the coolest things, right? Thanks to Jen Rocha for joining us. One of the coolest things that has happened, Josh with the success of the OU women's basketball program, is the profile being lifted of Jenny Bronchek. Now, she don't care about that. She's, she cares about the program and the players. But I was listening to her press conference during the break to get some time codes for some things we wanted to talk about next hour. Y'all are seeing now. Y- y'all are seeing. She is the real deal. Money. My gosh. And when she talked yesterday about not – we don't celebrate improvement enough. And then when she's done, you're like, yeah, I mean, she understands why we don't because wins and losses are all that matter. But dang, man, she makes me want to celebrate some of the improvement that's happened. I mean, it's it's really good. She's really good. I, I'm excited for their success. OU Texas tonight. We'll preview it next hour. Women's uh, tickets available. Soonersports.com slash tickets. There's great deals available. Get out. They're fun. We'll talk about it more later in the show. I um, I want to go. I want to go tonight. I think that's what I'm going to do, Josh. 
You should. I think I'm going to the women's basketball game. Utah, give me two. Take my daughter with me. Good time to clinch. Good, good time to clinch against an arch rival. Uh, we have. Do, do you want to squeeze True in here before the top, or do you want to give him a little bit more let's, time? Let's next let him hour? stretch his legs. All right. Next hour. All right, everybody, just stretch your legs. Spread your. Wait, what did Toby say that we always make fun of? <laughs> Spread your legs out a little bit. I think is what he'd said. <laughs> um, but when we come back, we'll get to True. And I, okay, I just want to because you know the rumor that we're going to get into after the top of the hour, right? You know what we're going to talk about. Yeah, I'm aware. Okay. Isn't it the dumbest thing you've ever heard in your life? But then in that same vein, when you think about it, you're like, ah, I could see something like that happening it's with how dumb so they are. It's crazy. Yeah. It might work. <laughs> and, and I want to make this clear because it's, it's, I've already started to get the, what are you doing? I'm not giving Greg or this report any credence at all. This is more of a my perspective on Texas A&M and how I'm not necessarily sure if the brightest bulbs are running that place. It, it does make for great radio conversation. They're mad. Well, we'll show you. People <laughs> the SP like, well, uh, bye. <laughs> See ya. Bye, Felicia. Deuces. We got a couple of phone calls. We can make it a hurry. It would be hilarious to see how quickly Oklahoma State fans would do their 180 about the Big 12 and how great it is as soon as the SEC called. Like, yeah, when, where? We're on our way. Let's go. <laughs> Which I know it's not. but Well, and I don't think they'd be the first call. Who would be your first call? Got 20 seconds. Florida State? But then you don't want to make Florida mad. But then do you care about that? I'm thinking North Carolina, Virginia, something like that. I think you're right. Plank Show, uh, your calls, 405-329-9000, coming up next right here on the Home of Sooner Fans.